Hello besties. Happy Monday. Happy Maddie Monday. I'm your host Maddie. Welcome back to Miked Up with Maddie. I'm happy to be here. So, 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 so sorry this is going up late. You guys, I obviously don't do this for a job. I have another job and I am a full, like a homemaker and all the things. So just know like I will always try to get them up on Mondays. Ideally, they would be up by 7 a.m. So like any of the girlies that listen to it on the way to work or anything can listen to it. Um, But sometimes that is not the case. And it's funny because I feel like I still have quite a bit of time. Like I don't have a lot of free time. I usually fill my time pretty like much always. But it's funny because I look back at my weeks and I'm like, well, I could have squeezed it here and maybe I could have squeezed it here. And, you know, for me, there's a certain mindset you have to have like kind of when I'm doing the podcast. I don't know. I don't want it to be something that I, you know, I, I started this for fun, right? Like I don't get paid for this. I don't, I hopefully I will one day be paid for it, but I literally just hop on here and talk because it's fun and it's something that I can do that isn't like a job that isn't like my workout routine that isn't like taking care of the home Yes, it is kind of something that I like have put myself in the position to where I like need to get it done essentially, but it is something that I is outside of like the normal things I need to get done that's fun. So anyways, I do love enjoying, like I am enjoying doing it, but occasionally I have crazy stuff that goes on. But anyways, let's just get right into, well, we're not going to get right into the meat of the episode, although I am very excited. So I did do a poll on my Instagram. And if you guys are not following me, go follow it. I don't have like a podcast Instagram per se. Um, it's literally just my personal. It's it's your girl Mads. So go follow that because I do occasionally do like, I'll put questions for, you know, to like fill out or you can write into the podcast and I'll read it on the podcast. Or I do also do polls for what you guys want to listen to because as fun as this is for me to talk, Um, I can't do this without like you guys and you guys are the listeners. So I kind of have to like throw it out there and I want to find what you guys want to listen to and kind of join that with what I want to also talk about. So today you guys voted. There were a couple different options. It was either like conspiracy theories because I figured that was like spooky without it being like ghost stories because you guys obviously didn't like them. You know, and which is fine because I tested it out, you know, like this is a learning process. I'm new to this whole podcasting thing. Um, but I I didn't love it. I'm not a huge like spooky, scary person. Like it was fine, but it so that's fine that you guys weren't into it either. So I figured let's think of a couple different things that are like kind of in the realm of spooky, but not literal ghost stories. So I put out and you guys voted on um well obviously what this episode is but there was either like conspiracy theories something not spooky like just more fall related kind of like last week's episode or um what we're talking about today which is urban legends so i have found a list that is basically urban legends from every single state we do not have time to read all 50 states so if you guys love this i'll make it a two-parter and we'll just do like another one probably just next week because it's the last week of October. But I'm not sure. I kind of want to do something a little more like actual Halloween-y. So I don't know. I haven't decided. You guys literally like, 
I'm so organized in my daily life, but for some reason, like the podcast, I'm all over the place. Like normally, like I know, I mean, every Sunday night I plan my workouts for the week. I know my work schedule every, you know, two to three weeks in advance, typically, unless someone changes. Um, I have a cleaning schedule. I have a, you know, dinner schedule for what we eat every night for dinner together. But for some reason, like this is the one thing that I'm like so unorganized, which is fine because it it is what it is. But but yeah, so that's what today's episode is about. But I did have some admin, some little pod thoughts, if you will. I don't know that these are fully like I've had it. I feel like most of the the like had it that I have are just like pod thoughts anyways. So my first one, and this is coming up in my head right now because Everyone on TikTok, all the TikTok girlies are like talking about like, oh, me, if I get drafted, me and my bestie fight. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen those, but they're all like slideshows and they're kind of funny. Really hope that that's not actually true that we're going to get drafted because I would not last literally two seconds on the field. Um, And I don't watch the news. So (laughs) if it's happening, I'm not going to know about it. So it's fine. I just will live under a rock and it's not that big of a deal. But the first one is take your phone. Okay, I, I should let me go back. The reason I thought of this was there was this girl that posted on TikTok and it was like, all the people that should get drafted first should be the ones on, had to have their phones on military time since y'all are so like desperate or something or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's so true. Like you guys take your phones off military time. If I need to look at the time, I'm looking down at my phone briefly and it's telling me the time. I can read a clock for sure. But to me, having military time is like, first of all, you have to also do math and Um, since high school, I would like to never do math again. Um, so there's that. Also, I don't want to like have to think about it because half the time I'm checking the time, it's a brief thing. Like my job is, my job is lash. Um, I, I do lashes for work and I am on typically a time constraint. Like all of my fills are usually an hour to an hour 15. And if I just am there like, I don't know what time it is, then I'm running into other clients. Like I have to keep a strict time schedule. People have set appointments for a reason. They do not want to lay in the chair for four hours. So if I have military time, it's taking time away from me doing the lash appointment to like figure out what the hell the time it is. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not. And maybe like someone needs to explain it. Like my husband literally has his phone on military. In fact, my husband and both of my siblings have their phones on military time. So maybe I just need them to explain to me what the deal is. And maybe you just get used to it, but I'm like, why not just look at the time? <laughs> like, just look at the normal time. Anyways, that's that's my first one. Now, the second one is a little bit more niche. If you are not watching Bachelor in Paradise, so sorry. Um, this won't really be any, any spoiler. Like, it's literally just my one thought on Bachelor in Paradise. I may, when the season ends, like, do a whole recap because I'm watching that and Golden Bachelor right now. We'll see. I, I don't know how I feel about doing a whole recap. And I don't know if that many people would listen. But anyways, the girls are all wearing like body glitter. Okay, I don't I don't know what it is this season. And I think it's because one of the girls was like known for it. So I assume they're like all getting ready for like what the cocktail party, the rose ther- ceremony. And she's just like putting it on everyone or everyone's like, oh my God, like really, let me borrow some. And like, I love that. I love I'm for the girls. But Take, take it off. First of all, they're in Mexico. So they're already sweaty. 
and and the glitter is not cute it just looks more sweaty <laughs> like it just makes them look sweaty and it's like all over their clavicle and their decollete but then like their faces don't have it obviously because you're not just gonna throw glitter like all over your face so like their their faces will have like maybe a little highlight but the thing that cracks me up is like there are some girls which i love that they're doing this but like they'll go like pretty much all natural with with the makeup and then it's like boom glitter everywhere else and it just i can't i can't let's like leave that in like the 2005s <laughs> like let's just let it be we can leave it there it's okay it's not that big of a deal it's sweaty it's gross just off. and that has to be like i don't know that has to be a pain to take off right at the end of the night when you're sweaty and gross and then you get out of the shower and you're like hot again no pass anyways um also it's starting to get a little chilly we have had a very warm October, which is making me very hopeful for winter. Fingers freaking crossed that winter will not be long like last year. I'm manifesting it. I think everyone's putting out there that we want it to end literally after January is done. Um, yeah, it's fine. But guys, why do I love my skincare routine? The second it gets cold, the little tiny crisp in the air. I have a sweater on. I'm drinking my, my chai tea latte. Um... Why am I doing a 17 step skincare routine? First of all, I will say my skin is dry as hell, like just any time of the year. But the second it gets drier and colder outside, my skin definitely struggles. Like you guys, I am doubling and tripling up on moisturizers right now. Um, it's bad, but which is fine. I mean, I've found a routine that works for me and, and some new products that have worked for me and it's great, but I am so unhinged with my skincare routine in the summer, you guys. And I'm like a fully licensed esthetician. Like I know better, right? I, I know better. But in the summer, I mean, I am using like a baby, baby wipe to like wash off my makeup at night. I'm putting one thing of like Glymed moisturizer on, calling in a night. In the morning, it's like maybe a serum, but a moisturizer and sunscreen, like that's it. And I will say I have loved the idea of a short and a small skincare routine. And that is something that I've always believed since, since day one of aesthetic school is you don't need a ton in your routine for it to be effective. You just need effective products and how to use them correctly. Now I will say I have tons of skincare products. Hello. Like I just, you guys know, like, um, and, and being, you know, in my profession and my you know, all the things I have access to a lot of things and a lot of things cheaper. Um, so yes, I do like to experiment and test out and try little things occasionally, but I will say you really don't need more than like a serum, a moisturizer, SPF, and maybe an oil. Like maybe that's a hot take, especially in my industry, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, and then my last one is expensive advent calendars what are our thoughts because i remember last year this was probably the first time that i had been kind of like quote unquote exposed to the idea of anything other than an advent calendar that wasn't chocolate <laughs> and i think it was just like tiktok i mean like dude like symbiotica has one aloe yoga has one i'm sure lululemon will get one if they don't already have one um i just saw a cute girl posting like the anthropology one um I did know that like Sephora and Ulta, like all the, the those do one, but you guys, okay, first of all, this sparked it because last night I, I searched up the Anthro one because I was like, oh crap, like how fun would that be? 88 bucks. K, 
Okay, I'm pretty sure the symbiotica one is like 150. Uh, the aloe one, I'm sh I think, I, if I remember correctly, I think it was like a couple hundred. And like, yes, that's cool. But like, if that was what I did for my advent calendar, like that would be Christmas for me. Like those would be my gifts, which is fun, right? And and you do get some good-ish in there. But like, I don't know. I love Christmas and I love spending money, <laughs> especially on other people during Christmas time. I, I'm a gift giver. It's so fun for me. Just as much as I do love receiving gifts, I'm not ashamed to say that. But I just, do we really need to spend like hundreds of dollars on the flipping advent calendar? Like we know what day it is. Like we're adults, right? Like we know what day it is. Okay. Like for your kids, it's a completely different thing. Like last year we got like the Costco advent calendar for my dog and, and he loved it. And he got a toy or a treat every day. And it was cute. It was just a way for us to like enjoy the Christmas season with him, especially because we don't have like kids to do that with yet. And that's cute, but but it was like 25 bucks. Like, and even that was steep. You know what I mean? Like we just grew up getting like the Trader Joe's like chocolate advent calendars. And that was like a fun tradition, but I don't know. I'm just not sure how I feel about it to be completely honest, but that's okay. So let me know. Give me your thoughts. Maybe I'll do a poll in the bottom. But without further ado, I think we should just send it right into these urban legends. So if you don't know what an urban legend is, it's basically like like the skinwalkers and like Area 51, like that type of stuff. It's just things that like, I guess it is essentially conspiracy theory, but it's like more out there, <laughs> like if that makes sense. So I'm just going to kind of go, the list that I have is in alphabetical order. So I'll just kind of like play around though. I don't think I'm going to do like every single one, but I figured we would just get started and see where that gets us by the time the end of the podcast comes. Okay. So the first one, we are starting off strong in Alabama, Hell's Gate Bridge. Um, the generally accepted story of Hell's Gate Bridge starts in the 1950s. A young couple driving over the bridge somehow drove their car off the bridge one night and they both drowned. There are two legends associated with Hell's Gate Bridge. One, that if you drive your car out in the middle of the bridge and turn off the lights, the couple will magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. Ooh, creepy. Um, the other, which is how the bridge got its name, is the belief that if you drove over the bridge and look over your shoulder halfway through, the scenery behind you turns into a portal to hell engulfed in flames. Potentially to curb ghost hunters and bored teenagers, Hell's Gate Bridge is close to cars and it is in such disrepair that walking across is strongly discouraged. Okay, that is so interesting. Okay, and also like the first one makes sense, but like why the second one? <laughs> like that's it's like, okay, you might see like a couple because like they died going off the bridge or if you turn around, there's hell. Like, huh? Okay, okay, Alabama. All right, this next one is Arizona. The Ghosts of Slaughterhouse Canyon. The story of Slaughterhouse Canyon, also called the less frightening Luana's Canyon, takes place during the gold rush. During the 1800s, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were very poor, so the father would venture out into the canyon for food for his family. As you might have guessed, one day the father did not return, so his family slowly starved and descended into madness. Oh my gosh. The mother, unable to bear listening to her children's cries anymore, put on her wedding dress murdered her children, and then threw them into the nearby river. The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. Okay, 
why the wedding? Like, these are so, like, we're already, like, two in, and it's, like, the most random crop. Also very sad. But um, the legend states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now, you will hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind. Ooh, that's a little scary. Okay, next one is California, the Char Man. The Char Man's origin story is gruesome. A father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt, they didn't realize he was alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. The story goes that ever since then, the Char Man can be spotted wandering the woods surrounding Ojai... Uh, occasionally approaching tents of innocent campers or pretending to be a hitchhiker and then attending, attempting to attack them. Ooh, that's a little scary. Okay, the next one, Connecticut, Hannah Crana. Also, you guys, the last time I filmed, like, or recorded, like, this, a sketchy one, like, what was that, two weeks ago that was the scary stories? Um, it was a Sunday and my husband was home. <laughs> my dog is outside and I am home alone in my room door closed. Like I'm stressed. So we will see how far I make it into this. Um, known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe, Hannah Cranach gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff. And locals reportedly believed that she had bewitched him. People also believed that she would cast spells on people she didn't like. Okay, queen, go off. Hannah died at the age of 77, but right before she died, she has to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not wagon. After her death, the people of Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were in, unable. The coffin kept falling off, so they were forced to carry it. Ooh, this is creepy. When the townspeople returned to her home, it was found to be engulfed in flames, sealing Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. Now you can visit her real grave in Trumbull. Oh, that was in Connecticut, by the way. I don't know if I said that, but that's kind of scary. Okay, the next one is Florida, the gravity-defying Spook Hill. The phenomenon that happens at Spook Hill is real. Cars that are parked in neutral will appear to roll uphill. Legends say that the hill is either the site of a Native American burial ground or an epic battle of an American chief against a crocodile. But the truth is, it's actually just an illusion created by the hill's surroundings. While cars appear to be rolling uphill, they are just rolling downhill. Interesting. I feel like that's kind of a lot of these. Like, there's just things that, like, happen, but they're not, like, actually, you know what I mean? Like, it's just an illusion. Um, okay, next one is Hawaii. And I didn't know that Hawaii had any urban legends. So this is about the night marchers. Night marchers, according to Hawaiian lore, are not evil spirits, but they do demand respect. They are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who march around the islands to protect sacred areas. Legend says that you, if you look directly at a night marcher, you will be marked for death. Ooh, pass. And if by some chance you find yourself in the middle of a pro procession, sorry, you were supposed to lie down in the middle of the road. Huh. Okay, scary. So when, where do you see them? Like, are they... See, I want to know, like... And honestly, I will not do much more research into this because I feel like it would scare me and I pee my pants. But 
like there obviously has to be enough people that are experiencing this that they're like like it's a thing right like that's why it's an urban legend because there's no way that just one person comes up with it or maybe that's really how these are like one person just came up with this and kind of just sent it i i don't know okay indiana the hundred steps cemetery the Hundred Step Cemetery is located in the town of Brazil, through the though the official address is actually disputed. While it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery being haunted began, there are gravestones that date back to the 1860s. The legend states that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to 100. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, the vision was false. Huh. People who have visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. They've reportedly been knocked or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. Oh, see, that's like... This kind of stuff makes me anxious. This is why I literally don't... Me literally reading this, but this is why I can't do like true crime. Like, I can't tell you the last time I've listened to, like, a true crime podcast. And it sucks because I'll have, like, clients or friends tell me about one. And I'm like, oh, dang, like, that sounds really interesting. Or I think it'd be cool to, like, support that. Because a lot of those podcasts help, like, get the word out to, like, help find the person or, or give money or whatever. But, oh, ooh, like, even this, I'm like, you guys, I love October, but I'm kind of ready to not do the spooky episodes anymore. I'm loving them, but I'm also scared. Um, Also... Oh, I would love to know how many people actually would like to know how they're going to die. Or like, it's a pretty big, like, would you rather, like, would you rather know how or when? And I'll be honest, I don't, I don't really know. I feel like I'd rather know when because then I can live it up and like enjoy my last days. Because if you know how, like, let's say you die in a car crash. Okay, well, every time you get in a car, anxiety attack. You don't know. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm. Okay, let's see. The next one is Maryland. Chessie the Chesapeake Bay Monster. Why she kind of sound cute though? Uh, Chessie sightings have been around since the 1930s, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s when photographic evidence became more readily available. Chessie is said to resemble a snake Measure around 30 feet long and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. Absolutely not. Chessie is no longer cute to me. There haven't been any recorded attacks of Chessie, but a 30 foot long snake does not sound like something most people would want to run into. Yeah, definitely not. I, I don't, I don't even want to like run into a tiny garter snake. Um, if you know me, I am not, I'm not a snake person. I can't like. Even Nagini and Harry Potter, like, stresses me the hell out. Like, I can't, I, mm, nope. Um, okay, next one is Michigan, the little girl on Knock Knock Road. The legend of Knock Knock Road says that there was a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area. Now she appears at, now she appears two drivers at their car window, knocking, trying to find the person who killed her. <sighs> no. Like, could you imagine just, like, driving along and all of a sudden you just feel like knocking like first of all have we not learned from like every scary movie ever to never roll down your window when you're in your car at night and someone's knocking 
I don't know if that's just me, but I don't know. Okay, next one is Nevada, and you guys can probably all guess Area 51. Obviously, I could go like way into this if I was like a conspiracy podcast, but um, no, nah, I'm just gonna read like the little blurb that they have here. So, there is perhaps no urban legend, myth, or conspiracy theory more famous than Nevada's Area 51 a mysterious government facility that is rumored to be associated with aliens. The U.S. government officially states that Area 51 is classified due to national security, which only fuels the fire. The secrecy around Area 51 is what makes it so inherently creepy. And with the government admitting to a program investigating UFOs, the theories about what's going on inside continue to seem more plausible. Yeah, I mean... I don't know about y'all, but there's no way that there's not things out there. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no way. There has to be. Okay. Anyways, like I said, we could go way deep into that and you guys can go look it up later. But um, this next one is North Dakota. White Lady Lane. The story of White Lady Lane is a tragic one. The legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock and her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The baby ended up dying after their wedding. The girl, so upset about her baby and her forced marriage. Tank, could you imagine? Oh, I almost want to say something, but it's a little messed up. I was going to say double homicide. (laughs) It's okay. We're going to pretend I didn't say that. Um, She hung herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. Locals claim to still see her ghost hanging from the bridge. Literal double homicide. I'm going to hell. Um, Okay. Ohio. Uh, I am from Ohio, if y'all didn't know. Um, And I didn't know that they had any urban legends. So I'm excited to read about this one. This is called The Werewolf of Defiance. During the summer of 1972, the people of Defiance claimed that they were being terrorized by a werewolf. The sightings always happened at night generally by the train tracks. A couple of women said it would try to get into their houses by rattling the the doorknobs. The animal was said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. But after summer ended, the beast disappeared, never to be heard from again, but the story lingers. Huh. Okay. I'm actually kind of surprised that I've never heard of that one. Okay. Next one is Oregon, the Bandage Man of Cannon Beach. The bandage man is the American version of a mummy. He is rumored to be the ghost of a logger who died in a sawmill accident and now terrorizes teenagers who hang out on a deserted area of a highway near Cannon Beach. Stories say that he knocks on a car window trying to get in and smells really, really bad. Oh, like, that's just uncomfy. That's just gross. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, next one is Pennsylvania, the bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, there's rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says the bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems. Once the passenger is ready to face the world, they can get off the bus. But the passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus for. It could have been hours, days, or even years. Okay, see, that is like kind of an urban legend that I'm into. Like, that's kind of dope. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of giving, not me making literally two Harry Potter references in one episode. Amazing. But 
like that bus in Harry Potter that like squishes between all the like double decker buses. Anyways, like it kind of gives that like, oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if that's, I don't know. A part of me is like, oh, is that real? Okay. Next one is South Dakota and Walking Sam and the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Those little words. Okay. Reportedly over seven feet tall and very slim, Walking Sam is said to appear on the streets of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation at night. He tries to convince teenagers to take their own lives. Oh, that's so sad. Whether or not Walking Sam is real, something tragic is going on at the reservation. From December 2014 to May 2015, there were 103 suicide attempts at Pine Ridge. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Well, and you know that like out of how many people live at Pine Ridge, obviously I don't, I don't know, but I would assume like most Indian reservations don't have a thousands upon thousands. Like, you know, like it's not LA, like there's not, you know, tons of people there. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. Okay. The next one is Tennessee, the boy in the bathroom at Pine Haven school. The Pine Haven school located in Jamestown is old and abandoned and it's said to be haunted. A tragic story supposedly took place there where a boy was cornered by a group of bullies in the bathroom and shoved into a mirror, which shattered and killed him. To avoid getting caught committing murder, the bullies decided to bury the body underneath the floorboards. Today, people say that if you go inside the school, you can see the reflection of the boy if you look in the mirror. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, next one is Texas, the candy lady. In the early 1900s, children in an unnamed rural town in Texas started to go missing and residents blamed it on the candy lady. The story says that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows and eventually she'd lure kids out with notes attached, promising more candy. The story picked up steam when a farmer allegedly found rotten teeth on his farm and laterly found the... Laterly? Amazing. Later found the body of a boy with his pockets stuffed with candy. While little is known about the origin of the story, some have speculated that the candy lady was real and that her name was Clara Crane. Oh, that's a little scary. Okay, you guys, the last one we're ending on our hometown, our home state, Utah. So this is the curse of the Escalante Petrified Forest. While it is illegal to take anything from the Petrified Forest State Park, there is a legend that says that anyone who takes pieces of petrified wood from the park will be cursed with bad luck, sickness, and accidents. Park manager Kendall Farnsworth stated in 2014 that he gets about a dozen packages every year containing a piece of wood from the park and an apologetic letter detailing the sender's misfortunes. Wow. I have heard of this one, you guys, and it's kind of insane. Like, it was just crazy because I feel like you don't think, I mean, obviously like it is illegal, but I clearly there's still people that do it. And could you imagine, like, I'm so sorry. I don't know about you, but if there's anything even remotely close to like giving me some sort of bad luck, I'm not doing it. I, I'm just not, I'm, it's not happening. So yeah, ugh, gross, insane. Well, um, I don't even know if we even hit a dent in this whole list. We probably got like 20 of them. 
But if you guys liked this, I will probably put a poll on my Instagram later this week once more of you have listened to it. If you did like it, let me know and I will do, I'll make this into a two-parter because there are tons more to talk about, um, even beyond just this list. So if not, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it got you into the spooky vibes. I will see you guys next week right before Halloween. I'm so freaking excited. Um, the next time I see you, I will also have been married for two years. So maybe I'll have Caleb on the podcast episode because I think that'd be really cute. But anyways, have a great Monday, you guys, and I will see you next week. Bye.